Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, the world gets crazier every day, it seems. But let's start here. Is there some sort of understanding? Well, no. Between the White House and the governors of Texas and Florida? No, apparently the great uniter, Joe Biden, doesn't even want to have a conversation about the border crisis with governors of Texas, Arizona, and now Florida, because Ron DeSantis has thrown his hat into the ring with the uh, shipment of 48 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre representing, again, the great uniter who can bring people together. Okay. I mean, there's no understanding to be reached. They are using people who are leaving a communist countries as political stunt. Instead of instead of maybe what they should do is call on their senators in their in their state, uh, uh, call on, you know, Senator Marco Rubio. Ask Senator Rick Scott, why is it that they did not vote for historic funding uh, when it comes to Department of Homeland Security's making sure that we are dealing? No, 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 because you won't close the border. It's open. All of the funding is to rubber stamp people in, and they know it. That's why they didn't vote for it, you freaking dope. Well, and, and Senator Rick Scott was on the record when this was all being talked about, saying, we have the resources we need. Biden won't use them. Yes. He's like, I haven't seen any evidence that you actually need more money. The problem is not money. The problem is enforcement. Correct. She goes on. Uh, With this issue. That's not what they did. Uh, This is, again, a political stunt that they are taking uh, for their own own, uh, political narrative. It is not about uh, really dealing with what is happening and coming up with a solution. What is happening? And what is your solution? Are you saying something's happening at the border because you said you stand with the vice president and the border's secure? <laughs> they wouldn't have to do anything if the border was secure. Does anybody talk These to governors. anybody in this administration? No. No. But that's what happens when you have this administration and the left and legacy media all together to try to craft a narrative. And keep the story straight. You know what? Uh, we were part of, I guess you could say, media that fell for something yesterday. Yeah, I, I they had me hook, line, and sinker on this one. Me too. We were celebrating. Yeah, because there was the thought that Ron DeSantis was sending another plane load of migrants to, uh, where, what, I forget what, Georgetown, Delaware is where the where the airport is. That's not ha- not far from Joe Biden's vacation home. Yeah, the beachfront property. We yeah. thought there was going to be another... Plane load dropped off there. That was the report yesterday. Yeah, I'm, so you we had, were celebrating. You had representatives from the governor's office there at the airport. You had all sorts of media there, and apparently the plane never arrived. Yes. Well, again, man, we were getting the reports yesterday. You mentioned it. We're like, yes, because that was on the wish list of where to send people. Yeah. Along with the Hamptons and Aspen and mm-hmm. you know other places where white rich liberals are. But the plane never came. Um, and DeSantis, according to the story, played his cards close to the vest 
<laughs> when he declined to answer questions about the flight and whether more illegal immigrants were being flown to the East Coast. Do you see that part of the story? Yeah. This is hilarious. A source close to DeSantis told NBC News he didn't tell anyone and purposefully left people in the dark. So technically, the media, the Democrats, everyone got punked who decided to heed some bleep on Twitter instead of waiting for confirmation from the governor's office. (laughs) (laughs) The entire point of this is to put a spotlight on the border. It's what the governor has said. And, well, that worked. Yes. And even uh, the Today Show on NBC had this as part of their coverage. But also, he is being heavily criticized. And he's getting sued by the migrants. Right. And a sheriff in Texas is looking into criminal charges. Who buys any of this like it's going to go anywhere? You signed off on it when you got on the plane. Yeah. And then you were like, we thank people (laughs) for sending us to Martha's Vineyard. It was paradise. I mean, we had the clip of that, David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, MSNBC was reporting uh, on their air that there were migrants who were grateful to have been brought to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Because you got to think about the context of this and mm-hmm. where these people were hanging around in San Antonio, if the reports are to be believed, is near a, a new massive migrant intake facility that's basically a gigantic homeless shelter and mm-hmm. i mean it's it's not very well kept up around the area i mean and and they have no idea where they're going or what they're supposed to do so somebody drops them off off of a, a charter flight on Martha's Vineyard and they're supposed to be what victims of human trafficking at that point yeah yes yes that's re- it's kidnapping. absurd kidnapping that was one of the other words yeah. yes no they said it was paradise yeah so yeah we're keeping an eye on that one Adam Kinzinger was crying. You've got a taste of paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we were joking about, you know, who's to blame for all the damage inflicted on Puerto Rico by the hurricane mm-hmm. this week. Um, well, it's Trump's fault. You know that. Trump. It's Trump. How is it Trump's fault? Well, we're joking, saying, oh, it's Trump's yeah. fault. Anything oh. about any of this stuff. You remember Puerto Rico? Trump's fault. He wasn't there to help out before. It's probably Trump's fault again. No joke. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez oh, is blaming Trump for what's happening in Puerto Rico right now. Okay. The latest hurricane. Man. Okay, this takes a little while, but we'll uh, go on this adventure together as the question comes as she is walking to an incredibly important job again outside of her office in D.C. Yeah, so any reaction then to what's going on in Puerto Rico right now? I mean, I mean I, where do we begin, right? Like this is... Where do we begin? with this huh this is already such a trauma and um what we're seeing right now is so much of the devastation from the lack of proper response over years but obviously most significantly since 2017 in hurricane maria um so much as that was (laughs) stop it what what was it scott hurricane maria I'll let it keep going, but yes, but just to play that again, because I know you love it so yeah, much. She's going through a regular, yeah. thing, and then it breaks into that. Yeah. Most significantly since 2017 in Hurricane Maria, um, so much as as we've been discussing has not been restored, was not properly addressed in Hurricane Maria and the Trump administration, and so we're really going. This right now, this moment is going to take 
a very large amount of investment. Um, <laughs> Fan camp is dumbfounded right now. No, I know. Dude. Right. I know. Okay, one, I think she was caught flat-footed because I wouldn't be surprised if she, if, if it was news to her that another hurricane hit Puerto Rico. I know she loves to talk about her abuela who lives yes. on the island and apparently was living in squalor and AOC who drives a Tesla didn't have the cash to help out her abuela. Okay. Could not at all. But uh-uh. when she says, when the default is, it goes back to the Trump administration. <laughs> I, that tells me, one, I don't know if she knew there was a hurricane. Right. I, I think I think that was kind of su- a surprise to her because she's, you know, the whole thing like, uh, uh, well, like, uh, uh, where do we begin? Right. <laughs> the other thing is, the Trump administration authorized millions of dollars in funding for relief on top mm-hmm. of the millions of dollars that had been allocated to the island for years. And I don't know if you've been pay- paying attention to the news. I don't know if AOC's abuela told her or not, but over the last several years, uh, a whole lot of people on the island have been prosecuted for mismanaging those funds, the things that were yeah. supposed to bolster the electric grid, the things that were supposed to bolster the water supply, the things that were supposed to help rebuild infrastructure. A lot of that money went into people's private banks. Yes, a lot of corruption. You mean you throw money at a problem in a situation like that and there's corruption? Right. We don't follow up. You just write what? the check and you turn your right. back and get back on the plane. Well, you I feel mean, like a good person. Yeah, we did right. our part. It's it's insanity. So back to AOC. Uh, yeah. A lot of it compounding on the lack of investment from the previous catastrophe. Get that, David. Lack of investment. There was from a the lot of investment. Catastrophe. It, it was investment which was Hurricane Maria. Just telling you. And what should Congress's next step then be in addressing the crisis? I mean, I Is think that- we need to authorize. Of course, we need to authorize funds. But frankly, this is an opportunity for us to really fund a just transition on the island and not just try to build things back the way they were. Right. Just, you know, for note's sake. Not flat-footed. She's got the heels. You can hear. Wow, can you hear them. But to make major investments in, you know, bringing power lines underground and making sure that we're funding renewables, community solar... Yes, That's renewables exactly and community That's exactly solar. exactly what you need. Yes, indeed. That solves it right there. And when you invest in something, aren't you expecting a return on your investment? <laughs> I like the way they use that word. Rather than we threw money at a bunch of things. Well, you're investing we're in investing. your children's future. If not, they're going to burn alive. There's no return on that investment, so it's not really an investment. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Knock it off. They go see you spoken. Yeah. Just wanted to keep you up to date. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. <laughs> Off to work we go. <laughs> just throw money at it. Yeah, just throw money. We're just going to throw. We're going to take another big Jerry Lewis check down there and give it to him, and we're going to get back on the plane and leave. <laughs> Gosh dang it! <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, speaking of money, I'm just going to ask you guys a question. All right, because when this tour was announced, a lot of people made fun. Oh, who's going to go? That big stadium tour over the summer, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joe mm-hmm. Jett. Do you know how many tickets they average per night? Oh, that is Have you heard lot. this? I Any guess? Uh, 40,000. Yeah, it was 37 and change. I know they played the big rooms. Yep. Overall, they sold 1.3 million tickets, earned $173 million. Mm. I never would have guessed that. 
Does that tell you how crappy the music is today? I think it's also you got a whole lot of people reliving glory days, and then they've had several decades of people to become new fans. And if they're That's thinking, true. This may be the last time I ever get to see these acts in person. Yeah, a lot of people are going to go. They yeah. got the, they, that demo's got the money, too. I suppose, man. But no one predicted it. Like that kind of money. That's crazy. All right. Department of Homeland Security rejecting a plan to uh, protect election workers. That's right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what are we even talking about here? There's some sort of threat? Polling places? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting mixed messages, and that's leading me down conspiracy theory highway. i got to be honest with you on this. So okay. something weird is happening as we close in on the midterms, and I just want to play as the, as the table setter here uh, the report from Jake Tapper on CNN. All right. The proposal to combat false information about elections and to protect election workers from harassment was recently rejected by the Department of Homeland Security, sources tell CNN. This is leaving some officials frustrated and concerned that the harassment will worsen as the election approaches in just 49 days and wondering if the Biden administration even has a plan. So, so the whole jumping off point here is that the Department of Homeland Security, which we are told, right, is on top of election security because we got to protect poll workers from these evil MAGA Republican white supremacists who are apparently going to be burning down polling places. And yet you have officials in Florida and in Colorado who are asking for help from the Department of Homeland Security, and they say, you know what, we're too busy. So are they lying, or are they just kind of actually hoping something happens? I'm getting weird pre-Capitol riot vibes from this whole thing. Like they're setting something up. Yeah, like, like, like they're, they're trying to seed as many threats as they possibly can without actually responding to anything that may actually be lurking out there. Because remember, before the Capitol riot, a lot of us were talking about this. Okay, you're going to have a couple hundred thousand people going to Trump's rally, and there's a chance some of them are going to get out of hand. And the D.C. National Guard was deployed, but just for traffic duty. They weren't allowed to have weaponry. They, they, you know, Nothing was really fortified. They had these weak temporary barricades around the Capitol during a joint session of Congress? Yeah, the mayor of D.C. didn't want anything. Pelosi didn't want anything. Yeah. So it was almost like they wanted it to happen. Right. They so want, you're, th- you're getting those vibes again. Yeah, like they want something to happen. Hmm. Well, I mean, I just take Mayorkas at his word, you know. Uh, the polling places are secure. <laughs> right. Uh, they are secure. Mm-hmm. Like the border, the border is secure. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Is that a big sort of threat that you've heard about from a lot of different places like January 6th? Because I haven't even heard much about that. Well, there there was some worry because after the election, some poll workers had gotten threatening voicemails, threatening messages, things like that. So there's been some concern that somebody would try to do something at a polling place. But again, as far as you know, it being this massive threat, I, I don't know. It could be that the Department of Homeland Security is actually calling the right play here, as much as that seems to create some cognitive dissonance in my head, you know, that the DHS is actually doing something right and saying, well, we don't really have any sort of authority that we would be able to uh, exercise 
to quote unquote protect polling places. So, what do you want us to do with less than two months to go? But it also does feel like they're kind of seeding, uh, you know, or trying to push people into a certain direction to create chaos. You know what, man? I, and we could all be wrong. So sometimes we're just throwing predictions out, and you could be way wrong. I think all of it's BS. I don't think there's any threat, serious threat. Why would that make any sense, that you're going to show up at a bunch of polling places and what? Hurt polling workers mm-hmm. after you find out the results of an election or while people are trying to vote? Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Well, keep in mind, it only takes one, and then that becomes oh. the dominant narrative. Oh, right. yeah. And if they don't have it, they're going to make one up anyway. Yeah. This is just it's what they do. Um, good news for you, David. I think it's good news. You've always been big on Space Force. Yeah, I think it's great. All I've ever said, just, just for clarity's sake, back when this was first talked about in 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. is can we just build the wall first? Can we finish the wall before we do Space Force? I stand by that, by the way. But I thought we had... An official song for Space Force. Apparently, we did not until now. Mm-hmm. And it was just revealed. Okay. Space Force. No, that's what I thought Space was the theme. I thought that was it. And why would you want to change that? That it's is fun. Space Force. But no, that's not it. The official theme sounds like this. back a little and paint the pictures you're listening. Robbins looks troubled. David's popping his head like he enjoys it. I do enjoy it. If it was 1962, I'd probably <laughs> like it better, but that's, it's not. That's in keeping with uh, the other branches of the military. I suppose. Well, yeah, I understand, but... Uh, all things I not prefer there. the Donald Trump Space Force. The Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Space Force. Uh, That's my thing. <laughs> that will always be my thing. News update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, Millennial. Scott Robbins, Sexy. Baby boomer. Pandemic's over. That's good news. I was well, relieved when I heard that. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, man. I mean, the pandemic is over. Yeah. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, that was at the auto show in Detroit. Yeah. Good yeah. news. Okay, move on. Yeah, what? Biden made some news on 60 Minutes, as you just heard, saying the pandemic is over, but his administration has been desperately trying to walk those words back. Huh? Well, I mean, but, but Pfizer's stock fell, so we have to make sure that people know that. The pandemic is still going on, and they should be very, very afraid. Uh, his administration isn't so sure about Joe Biden's assessment. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was on MSNBC this morning and said that Joe Biden, well, he just got taken away by the cars that go vroom, vroom, and honk, honk at the auto show. Okay? Oh, boy. So, 
Just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, uh, 60-minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the, the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. We have to remember the last time that they had held that event was three years ago. So we are in a different time. He's been very consistent about that. And the reason why is because we are now prepared. We are now ready. We know how to deal with uh, this pandemic. It is now more magical. It's not as disruptive as it's been uh, in the well, prior. Not, not only that, it's over. He said it uh, right. in the prior in the prior years, and so and it is because of what this president has done on day one. If you think about where we were <laughs> when he walked in, three thousand people were dying a day. Mm-hmm. That has come down ninety percent. You think about schools were closed. Now schools are open. Think about businesses were closed. closed. Now businesses they are open. Have been and it's because of the work that this administration no, has done. No, it's not. No, it's not. But the pandemic is over. See, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Not not that too many of us were sitting around waiting to hear what Joe Biden had to say about the pandemic. I think most people are pretty much over it. Have been for a long time. Yep. But, but yeah. And, and to say, well, you know, so many businesses were closed and states are now reopening. Dude, when Texas said, all right, we're reopening, we're dropping all the mandates, everything like that. He said they were. that was Neanderthal thinking. This country is bouncing back in spite of Joe Biden, not because of him. Correct. Well, I like, too, the way Corrine Jean-Pierre and other people around the White House treat Biden like a third grader's mom when he misbehaves. You have to understand, the reason he stole other kids' candy, he hadn't had candy in a while. He hadn't had Halloween in three years. Okay. (laughs) So he couldn't help himself when he saw the Tootsie Rolls and the Fruity Drops and the little Kit Kats. He wanted some for himself, and, and the, he's been consistent on that from day one. He loves Kit Kats. Okay? So give him a break there. God. It's going to be okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I watched that live, though, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, no one has said this. No one. Oh no! You knew it right away, and, and the he, only he other just, thing, and he just said it, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" The only other thing I could think is, "What does the raw footage look like?" Because yeah. they've dressed this up for 60 minutes. Holy smokes, man! Remember what Leslie Stahl did to Trump? He released the entire interview, and then we saw the way they had cut it up. Oh yeah! So they did this to make him look as good as possible. It's pretty astounding, really. I don't know if you guys heard this. <laughs> and it may be more of a visual. I can play you a little piece if you want. Uh, did anyone see the Trump-Biden 60 Minutes mashup? Yeah. I haven't seen it, huh? It's probably more video than anything because of <laughs> the looks that Trump has on his face when Biden is saying different things. But I can play 10 seconds. I, I want to hear it. Yeah. I, I've got a shortened version of it. You should have it in the audio file today called What If Trump Interviewed Biden for 60 Minutes? <laughs> Oh, you have it too. Yeah. Well, you're so good at bringing this, you know, to a really short yeah. sort of edited down version for the show. I just have the two minute raw. <laughs> 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 I'm sure you're you're not surprised by that at all. Um, okay, we'll go with David's version. I'm sure it's better. We created the greatest economy in the history of our country. Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. The unemployment numbers for African-Americans, for Asian-Americans, for Hispanic-Americans, virtually every number was the best. Inflation rate month to month was just uh, 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 just an inch. 
Are we have the know? best stock market price ever. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. What kind of ice cream? What flavor ice cream do you have? You think I would tell you if I knew exactly what it would be? Of course I'm not going to tell you. You just come in here with that negative attitude. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. <laughs> that is so good. It's good. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we should share that one on the Facebook page if you have time, Scott. Yeah. I know you run that thing. Yeah. Well, for the most part, yeah. Yes. You're, you, you are, man. You do a great job with it. I appreciate it. David and I <laughs> try to stay away from social media as much mm-hmm. as possible. I know. That's why I'm mentally unstable. Is that what it is, really? We could take you off that beat if you want. No, I enjoy it. I like mixing it up from time to time. It's fun. Well, it's also fun when you bring in the jokes that people share. You guys yeah. are always funny. You guys are always funny. Yeah, that's good. All right. What we're about to talk about is not funny. Um, it's serious. And it's awful. Um, the whole trans thing with kids. Oh, my gosh. It seems like it keeps going to another level. Okay, especially with what was discovered going on at Vanderbilt University. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But maybe you heard Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> who a lot of people on the left will label as a kook. You know that. Introduced a new bill, the Protect Children's Innocence Act. And speaking at this press conference in front of the White House was Chloe Cole. Yeah. David, you've had clips of Chloe Cole before. Yeah, she was also featured by the uh, Surgeon General of the state of Florida. She is a young woman. I think she's 18 now. Uh, Mm -hmm. She is a detransitioner. She started taking testosterone to try to transition to be a boy when she was 12. Um, And then... uh, 12, man. Yeah, by the time she was, I think it was 16, she had the double mastectomy. And uh, and then she realized that this was all a, a farce. And the way that she talks about it, it's so heartbreaking because, you know, she tells uh, her parents when she was 12, I think I'm a boy. And so they don't know what to do. They want to love their kid. They want to make sure that their kid is okay. And the parents, the way she tells the story, had been told by gender specialists that the only yeah. option was transition or dead kid. That that she was going to kill herself if they didn't go through with the transition process. Well, now she's 18 and filled with regret. And, and some of the, the, the stories that she shared are just heartbreaking. That, you know, for example, I mean, she'll never be able to... Uh, feed her kids with her own breasts because she doesn't have breasts anymore. Right. And her voice is always going to be lower. Mm -hmm. Don't know if she'd ever even be be able to become pregnant. And hers is not a unique story. There are a lot of, there are a lot of people all over the world who, well, all over the Western world were insane enough to do this stuff to kids who are regretting this as soon as they turn 18 or 19 and they get into the world and realize that maybe they maybe they made the wrong decision. And, well, the UK just shut down a big gender center. Yeah, uh, and uh, she spoke about it at this press conference about what happened uh, after she decided to detransition. And this is probably among all of it the most heartbreaking part to me. Roll it. My parents were shocked and felt like they failed me on every level imaginable. My friends all turned against me because I was evidence that their beliefs were a lie. I was a joke. I was a fraud. I was many years behind in development, incapable of feeding feeding my future children, and worst of all, completely alone. Even the medical professionals who got me into this mess now have no idea what to do with me, and they refuse to help me. It almost killed me, as it has killed many. 
a regret transition. They failed to help her. They wouldn't do anything to help her at that point. Wow. The big question still remains. I was a 12-year-old introduced to the idea that they could do something as ridiculous as change their sex. There was no second chance at childhood, so we must do our best as adults to guide our children to pathways that lead to healthy bodies and minds instead of depression and disfigurement. No child deserves to suffer under the knife of a gender-affirming surgeon. America's children, all children, deserve better. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I've heard this part being told several times because it's easy for us to sit here and talk about parents and think and say, what are you doing? Absolutely not. You wouldn't let your kid do that. There are plenty of people that as she told the story, her parents didn't know what to do. Yeah. But when forced with the choice, okay, in this situation, um, you can either have a dead girl because she committed suicide or a healthy boy. We need to start now at 12 years old with the puberty blockers and then testosterone injections. Holy smokes, man. That's why when she talks, it's so important. And you know legacy media is yeah. never going to cover that. Well, Because they're covering for all of this. Yeah. And, and again, what happens to these detransitioners is so heartbreaking and just compounding the trauma that they've gone through already because of adults who were too afraid or too ignorant to say no, or in some cases just too evil to actually try oh. to help these kids. Yeah. Um, and, and all the people who pushed them into this uh, just don't accept their truth, don't accept them anymore, and turn their backs on them. They use them up and throw them away. Yeah, they do. They do. To make God, themselves feel better. That is unbelievably sad. It is. That's re that really is. It, that's what a horrible. Golly. No, it, but it needs to be talked about. I mean, as a parent. I mean, your challenges are, my gosh, they're everywhere. And sometimes you go through stints of of mental, I wouldn't say illness, but mental instability when they're at a younger oh teenage gosh. age. You Everybody. Know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have they done the reports on the kids that are the most popular, that seem to have it all together, are yeah. going through some sort of issue yeah. themselves? I mean, it's everywhere yeah. right now. Okay. And just, golly, that's sad. These bastards. Then you have all the... Challenges online. Oh, yeah. The TikTok health trend. Did you heard of the sleepy chicken challenge? Oh, gosh. No. Boil chicken in NyQuil. It cure for a cold right there. Boil a chicken in NyQuil. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. The FDA has now actually ruled that. It, yeah, that's unsafe. The FDA has <laughs> said boiling... A medication can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in unpredictable ways. And even if you don't eat it, simply cooking it can wreak havoc on your lungs because you're inhaling the vapors. You know, you know. now that the FDA has warned against it, I'm convinced that's the cure for COVID. Probably so. <laughs> and what's Fauci think about that? Right? <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask Fauci. Uh, Fauci, how about this uh, cooking chicken in NyQuil? Absolutely not. Uh, you, you, you really want to be careful about using NyQuil with chicken. It's, it, I, I think the data show very clearly that you should use Robitussin with your chicken. Uh, Mr. Fauci, uh, is Robitussin 
paying for your Wuhan study? Senator Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We're going to uncover it. I guarantee you that. Okay. Ooh, that's good chicken. (laughs) News update. The Markley Van Camp Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. No, yesterday, apparently, big one-year anniversary. Oh, man. The whole nation was troubled, too. Yeah. Just tough on everybody, if you remember. Oh, that's right. Oh, Oh, yeah. Really? It's been a year? It's been a year. Since those border guards started whipping those helpless migrants? That's right. Okay. Of course, that was debunked within a day, well, within hours. Well, it true. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a false story. No one it, was getting They whipped. wanted it to be true, but yeah. it wasn't. Yes. Well, it was debunked by the guy that took the pictures. Yeah, pretty much everybody. So there was no whipping. No. They were we, using it to, to get the horses in line. Well, they were trying to keep people from entering. Right. I know this is foreign concept of border control. Yeah. But that's what they were trying to do, and you had people running, and they were dragging women through the river. Right. And so all of a sudden, it was this national nightmare of, oh my gosh, these white men on horses whipping people of color. No, it's not what happened at all. It was completely debunked. Yes. But of course, I mean, the freak nobody out, believes that anymore, right? Well, I think Ayanna Presley... One of the squad wants you to believe it. Oh, for God's sake. Because she had the picture and tweeted it out and said, this happened one year ago today. Hashtag one year after Del Rio. (laughs) That sounds like a parody, but it's not. That's what it said. Good Don Williams song. Hashtag one year after Del Rio. (laughs) We won't stop fighting for real accountability and an immigration system that affirms asylum Uh, as the fundamental human right that it is. Gosh, dang. I remember that whole thing, Mayorkas. Yeah. He was troubled. Uh, One cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. He was deeply troubled, I think. (laughs) The pictures that I observed troubled me profoundly so instead of talking to the person that took the pictures i just ran with it yeah and that just so you know that's not who we are oh it's good to revisit jen Psaki again isn't it i think it's important for people to know this is not who we are that's not who the biden harris administration is and we're going to absolutely pursue that investigation and get to the bottom of what happened here notice we don't say biden harris administration anymore No, no no Well, you know, I, I, I don't know. I am, I'm hesitant to pick on Ayanna Presley, the squad member who said this, because, you know, today is her day. Actually, it it's her month. I don't oh. know if you knew this. She took to the House floor and said that, uh, and commemorated Alopecia Awareness Month, because she's bald. Really? Yeah. Yes. Do you want, do you want to hear some of her speech? Because apparently everybody gets a month. Uh, yeah, go. Sure. And finally, Mr. Speaker, I rise to recognize September as Alopecia Awareness Month. Across the country, approximately 7 million people have alopecia, an autoimmune disease which I live with, that attacks one's hair follicles. People of all ages, genders, and races from every walk of life are living with this condition. She also said she can affirm that alopecia is her superpower. Really? Bold man. Wow. Okay. Is it bald dude awareness month ever? Hmm. 
Well, it depends. Middle-aged white guys that are bald, no. Okay, so Every we don't. Your day. Okay. Yeah. Well, does it count for Biden because he got the plugs put in? <laughs> it's National Plugs Month. There you go. It's dangerous. It's wrong. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, sometimes you take a problem and you're looking at it a certain way and someone comes along and says, I think you're thinking of this all wrong. Yeah. There's a different way to look at this issue. And sometimes it gives you fresh perspective. Is that what we're talking about here, David? I think so, maybe. Uh, here, The sheriff of Bayer County, Texas, is uh, investigating the governor of Florida because the governor put some migrants in San Antonio on a plane and sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, sheriff Javier Salazar showed up on CNN, and uh, he said, you know what, we just need to embrace the chaos of illegal immigration. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's see if we can make sense of this. Open mind here, Scott. All right. All right. I mean, I think at some point you're going to have to embrace the, the fact that this is happening to a certain extent. I would say, look, you've got people that want to work. They want to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, not for slave wages. Give them an honest day's pay. And you've got a shortage of workers. If you go to any restaurant in San Antonio, Texas right now, you're going to wait a long time to get your table, even though there's empty tables, because there's not enough wait staff to wait on you. They're, you're going to wait a long time for your food because there's not enough people to, to cook it in the back. Half the cooks maybe aren't, aren't showing up to work or they've quit. Hire these folks. See, there you go. See, we, I'm tired of waiting 30 minutes to get a table at Olive Garden. Let's send these guys to work at restaurants, okay? <laughs> I can't believe what I just heard. <laughs> You know how I mean, long I'm, you I'm have really to... having a hard time comprehending that. You, you know how long I have to wait to get my roof replaced? Come on, Jose, let's let freaking go. I have to wash my own car now. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs more bus boys. Hola, Good welcome Lord. to America. <laughs> what was that? Just embrace it, man. We got to have workers. That's right. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. <laughs> Like, okay, I don't think I've heard that argument since 08. That's a good one, though. That was McCain, I think, running for president. Yeah. Saying, you know, the, the white people and black people won't do these jobs. I'm surprised. I, he, what was it? I, I'm trying to remember. And this was 08. I think he said they wouldn't walk beans for, what was it, $30, $30 an hour? Some ridiculous, yeah. I remember at the time, I honestly said, if that's happening, sign me up. Yeah, right. I'll walk with you. Yep. You know radio wages. Yep. <laughs> no way, man. I'll In do 08, yeah. I'll walk those beans. Yep. Holy smokes. I'm surprised this John McCain only got 17 votes. <laughs> Hard to believe. You know, I, maybe, maybe he's on to something. You know, just at the border, we just, like, sort people based on whether or not they're going to be a dishwasher, a busboy, yeah. you know, a, a yard guy. You know, I just say, okay, you're you're going to be washing dishes at Golden Corral. You're going to be bussing all the tables at at the Sizzler. Mm -hmm. uh, you are going to be, I don't know, uh, a hostess at Olive Garden. Uh, you might be at Applebee's. I mean, just go and just sort people that way. 
You know what, man? This is completely off topic. I won't make this too long. I just heard an interview yesterday with parents in New York City. It was Meg and Kelly were talking to these people, talking about public schools. They will actually put people in different schools depending on what they want them to be. In other words, there was an Asian-American family. Their daughter was doing very well, but, boy, they've got so many Asian-Americans in the gifted schools or whatever. They were routing her to be a pharmacist. She doesn't (laughs) want to be a pharmacist. And then a dad they were talking to, they were routing his kid to be a fireman. And the question was, did he ever indicate he wanted to be a fireman? No, he doesn't know what he wants to do. He's 14. (laughs) But they were already directing them that way. That's a whole other topic. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, our education system. Um, What type of school do you go to if you want to live off the government for the rest of your life? Public. Thank you. (laughs) I knew you'd have a ready answer for me. Pretty easy, isn't it? Um, Oh, speaking of Martha's Vineyard. We'll get to a clip of Elizabeth Warren in a second. Switching gears. Let's go to the president. Talking about, you know, MAGA Republicans. Now, these people, threat to democracy. They've tried to walk that back. Where are we at now? Oh, a little bit. Uh, CBS put out a little bit more of that interview with Joe Biden. And in it, he was asked about that divisive MAGA Republicans are the enemy of America speech. Okay. Here we go. This ought to be interesting. No, no, no. That's the Pocahontas bit. We'll get that in a second. second yeah. yeah. But later in the speech, you conflated them with people who disagree with you on abortion. And I wonder no, if I did you... not. That's a misreading of my speech. It's a fundamental misreading of my speech. MAGA forces are determined <laughs> to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose. No right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. I was making a speech about the state of affairs in the Republican Party and us. I wasn't just talking about MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans are the people who say, refuse to acknowledge that an election took place and there was a winner. The MAGA Time Repu- out. Are we going to go back to 2016? Yeah, of right. course. All of the Democrats? That said that was not a fair election. I'm not. Uh, I'm staying away from this. That was not a fair election. No electoral votes for me. Not going to happen. I declare him not to be the winner. Did everybody just forget that? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay. So it's when we win and someone says that didn't happen. We can't have it. Mm-mm. Okay. The MAGA Republicans are those people who, in fact, say that the use of violence is a legitimate tool like what happened to the Capitol. Who says that? Right. Seriously, who says that? They're the MAGA Republicans. You can't call yourself a Democratic Republic and support violence internally against the government and at the same time talk about not recognizing the outcome of the election is overwhelmingly agreed to be legitimate. Okay. How many people do you know that you they would say yeah i'm a MAGA republican that said yeah i thought the people that were slugging cops and that went into the capitol on january 6th that was the right way to go i know zero do i know people that thought it was a good idea to protest yes absolutely but that's okay 
January 6th is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. What he's talking about, like it's this certain part of people, these mega Republicans, what does that mean? Can they yeah. even define it? No. And if you take the, if you follow the long and winding road that Joe Biden just laid out there, he's simultaneously saying, I was only talking about MAGA Republicans and not conflating them with other Republicans, but I was talking about how they're all the same. I mean, the guys, and, and, you know, you look at this, and for all of the weeping and wailing and bedwetting that happened under Donald Trump, when you talk about, like, oh, the the rhetoric, you're going to get somebody killed. I mean, you've seen the story out of McHenry, uh, North Dakota. 41-year-old dude, allegedly, ran over and killed an 18-year-old because the 41-year-old thought that the 18-year-old was an extremist Republican. Told the cops that, apparently. Yeah. And is out. Yeah, he's out on, on, on bail. It was a fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars bond and and he's out now. He's facing I think vehicular homicide charges, but not murder. Wow. You know, we already know this, but he gets away with saying this stuff. And I understand he's got the media on his side and everything else. But what are you supposed to say? The Biden Democrats? Or for what? Mutilating kids' genitals, open borders, uh, sexualizing children as early as kindergarten, um, letting fentanyl come right through the border and kill over 100,000 people a year, um, going further into debt, um, making our students dumber than they've ever been before compared to the rest of the world. I mean, you just keep going on and on and on. Uh, the Biden Democrats, all for abortion up until birth and sometimes after blah 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 sometimes you just want to see more offense from republicans oh yeah i, I definitely agree instead of that's of why, just that's waiting why to love, be branded no you brand that's democrats why, that's what's freaking going on that's why i love desantis yeah he's really good man. you know he fires back yeah he doesn't let him push him around he goes right back at him and you, know, you have to that's how you got to play this game now you can't do it any other way well and with desantis you can almost sense he's doing some things right now to let people know, hey, if you thought you needed a fighter as far as a Republican that's going to run for president and Trump was the only guy, he's not the only guy. I know how to fight. Right. Don't you and get that does. sense? Yeah. That he stepped it up? Oh, yeah. Probably for that reason. Before we get to the primary? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, as far as the Pocahontas, Elizabeth Warren. Um, The Washington Times caught up with her briefly. It was Carrie Pickett and asked, you know, because Elizabeth Warren, she's all about Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. It's her backyard. Do you think it's getting a bad reputation right now? This is very funny. Martha's Vineyard is getting a bad rap right now. Martha's Vineyard? Yeah. No. Well, I think they did. The people of Martha's Vineyard opened their hearts and were helpful Mm-hmm. to uh, the migrants for a whole day right for a day <laughs> they were heroes just for one day and, and then they said get the hell off my island yes who were deceived what mm-hmm. and uh dropped there in a privately chartered jet mm-hmm. and treated like a prop for a governor 
Grandpa, who's just trying to make moves. <laughs> <laughs> what was the quote again, David? Some of the migrants they sent us to paradise. It was great. Yeah, yeah they like, and then they sent them to a military base. Those loving Martha's Vineyard residents. Yeah, there was the quote from one of the people that lived there. Said, I just didn't have the heart to tell them that they were going to be sent to a military base. They just said, you're going to a dorm. You're going to a dormitory. I'm sorry, Raul, but it's pumpkin spice season. The leaves are changing colors. This is sort of the last gasp for any sort of tourist season until next spring. You're going to have to go. Unless you well, know how to use a rig. They do. The, they wine the, and, the wine and cheese fest or, or whatever the wine it is. and food fest. Yeah, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Four days event. You can't have that. Yeah. These people have got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the buzz killer. If I see the downtrodden as I'm eating my oysters and drinking my wine. Yeah, I can't have that. No. The guy was given directions. You eat, the, you drink the wine, then you eat the oyster, then you drink the wine, then you eat the oyster. Yes. And that flavor that just bursts mm. in your mouth. Oh. Yes, that's right. It was on Tucker. None of these illegal thing. people can handle that. No. Unless they're bringing me the wine. Well, uh, yes. I know. I was going to say, a lot of them haven't been through the proper training to know how to carry a tray properly. That's right. <laughs> so. And if, the, if they touched it, you'd have to wipe the bottle down, too, because that's gross. Sometimes David just sends me a headline. I'm like, okay, I haven't heard this one yet, and I can't wait. Republican candidate offers to send porn to a reporter. Why would that be? Oh. What was the exchange? What's the story? That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. David, I'll just let you set this up because we're talking about a Republican candidate, a reporter, and porn. Yeah. Yeah. So, what? uh,. Tudor Dixon is the Republican candidate for governor in Michigan. She had an event talking about getting radical gender ideology and pornographic books out of schools. It's been a hot topic, obviously, around the country. Uh, and if you paid attention, you know this. Uh, you know exactly what she's talking about. We've seen multiple examples of parents trying to read, for example, parts of some of these books at school board meetings, only to have the school board shut them down because it wasn't appropriate for the venue. Uh, right. It's unreal. And yet you can have it as part of a, a school library collection or even part of the curriculum in some cases. Uh, mm-hmm. Liberals desperately want to want these books to stay in school libraries. So Tudor Dixon was asked, by a reporter if she could define exactly what she was talking about with these materials and I love this okay roll it do you you need me to define pornographic I mean I can if you want me to all right so there's there's two naked people and they are acting out a sexual act so in multiple different sexual acts do you want me to send you some so you can see them that would be fine because I feel like it's be a little awkward <laughs> the reporter just doesn't know what it is. Right. No, I don't understand. Please send me some. What is that? She's got a shot to win in Michigan. She's very sharp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she does. God, who? I, I would think so. Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah. Is my other choice? Yeah, that's right. Well, Gretchen Jeez. Whitmer also hates her because uh, Dixon is definitely hotter than her. Well, I think it's irresponsible to actually... Oh, there's no doubt. I guess I haven't yes. seen Dixon yet. Oh, she's been on... I'm, well, maybe I've seven, seen her, I just didn't know it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be the type that as we're all sitting around watching news together, whoa, who's that? She's hot as a hammer. I'm just doing the imitation of you right now. That's what I would guess, David. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a photo here. Yeah, okay, you got to do that, right? Thanks, okay. David. Thanks for that. Um, by the way, Wall Street Journal did a big write-up on how old band logos are trending right now. Yes. Old band logos? Yes. Because kids are wearing old band t-shirts. Oh, yeah. And this has happened before, where you'll see a kid in a certain shirt, and you'll be like, hey, I didn't know you were into fill-in-the-blank Aerosmith. Yeah, I really don't know who that is, but the logo's cool. Like Van Halen or the Beatles. Pink Floyd. The, the big five, apparently. From a poll last year, ACDC, Aerosmith, Queen, Pink Floyd, and Green Day. My granddaughter, who is... Uh a freshman in high school, uh, they, you're not supposed to have your phones in class, right? Uh, yes. Visible. And they have a little container you can put your phone in. Mm -hmm. And her phone was not in the container. And the teacher said something to her like, hey, you got to put the phone in the container. He goes, but I'm going to let it go because you're wearing an ACDC shirt. <laughs> Swear to God, that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, my daughter had a Van Halen t-shirt. But she actually liked at least the Van Halen song she heard around uh -huh. the house. Um, my granddaughter's just like some stupid shirt my grandpa bought for me. I don't know. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, there was, you know, oh, it was some young artist, female artist that was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And my daughters are like, she doesn't even know who Iron Maiden is. I'm like, oh, got excited for a second. Mm -hmm. Dashed away. Yeah. Well, it's cooler than some other T-shirt that well, you yeah, wear. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. There's a lot. There are a lot. I, I think it's fascinating that the uh, uniter-in-chief, you know, Joe Biden, the guy who says, I, I know how to get things done and I know how to bring people together, is now officially saying there's no point in trying to work something out with governors along the southern border dealing with the border crisis. Because he doesn't want to do anything. No. This is what he wants. That's what they all want. The American people don't want it. You could see it in polling. Wow, that's fascinating. All right, that's something that we're definitely going to get to. Um, also, the story about Vanderbilt, the hospital there, Jeez. and the kids, and the whole trans movement, and the audio you're going to hear. It's also troubling. Crazy. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yes, it's a Gen Xer, a millennial, and a sexy baby boomer. All making it work somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. uh, we work together, but it doesn't appear that we can have people from different political parties working together right now because of the White House refuses. Yeah, the, the great uniter, Joe Biden, wants to heal the soul of the nation, right? Uh, apparently doesn't want to have a conversation about the border crisis with the governor of Texas. The uh, White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was on MSNBC last night and said, well, there's no point. Wow. But we could always work together. So 
let me just say a, a couple of things about what's happening at the border. The DHS put out a report laying out what kind of a migration situation that we're dealing with, which is very new. I mentioned Venezuela, I mentioned Nicaragua, I mentioned Cuba. We have seen an increase of about 121 percent from since last year of what's going on with these countries that are fleeing communism. So that has gone up. And if you look at North... The fleeing communism, I guarantee you, any time in our history, if we said, the border's open, come in, yeah, 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 we'll mark you when you come in, but you can stay, okay? It's all for show. You come through, you're here. This would have happened a long time ago. Well, even if you are, in fact, in peril and fleeing communism, there's a right and wrong way to come into this country. Correct, sir. You can get in line and do it the right way. We welcome that. That's who we are. That's what we do. But when you just come waltzing in, we don't know who you are, why you're here, who you're bringing with you, what you're bringing in your shoes, or what. We don't know anything. They're asylum seekers, Scott. But this is a solvable problem, and you can do it in a heartbeat. I don't get it, man. Well, And if you don't want to, then say so. Yes, David. The the other thing that's very confusing to me, at least, is they keep talking about how this is a new problem, right? Because you have different players right. uh, in this game. You got people from Venezuela and Nicaragua, or as she says, she calls it Nicaragua, for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, um, and, and coming in, the asylum process is different than the refugee program. There, there are, those are two completely different things. And the refugee program actually is already set up to handle things. And if you're that worried about people, uh, you know, fleeing communism, then ramp up the efforts with the refugee program. Why are you forcing these people to walk a couple thousand miles up to the southern border? Because this is just the latest talking point. They're not serious about any sort of strategy. It is. The North uh, Central America. In the last three months, we have seen a decrease of about 43%. So we are in a different uh, kind of migration uh, uh, um, uh, component right now. And so we have to deal with where we are. Different migration component. So why talk to anybody about it? We don't have to deal with it. Greg Abbott has to deal with it. Right. Yeah. All the border states have to deal with it. They have to deal with it. You don't have to deal with it. You're not dealing with it. No, you're just trying to change talking points yet again and struggling to do God, so. That's so frustrating. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. So it's just going to keep going. We're going to keep playing this game, and they're going to give different talking points and never try to secure the border. Unbelievable. It, it's criminal, man. It really is. It's, it's criminal. I don't know what else you can say. You're allowing this to happen. And what are these border towns doing? I mean, how they can't handle this. Well, and something else that's not talked about a whole lot. I mean, I can't even go down the entire list of who all this affects. But, I mean, you do have a whole lot of kids that come in, and it's not to blame the kids. No. They're just kids. But they can't speak English. So it's more pressure on the local school systems that bring these kids in. And then you have to have different teachers And then guess what happens in a lot of these places? The whole thing has to slow down. We're already far behind other countries when it comes to education. you got to hire drag queens from a different culture? That's (laughs) tough. (laughs) Drag queen story hour? Yes. Stunning lack of diversity. And then the local hospitals, it's a strain on the local hospitals. 
local services in general. It goes on and on and on. It's absolute insanity. It is. It really is. There, There is something probably going on that's more insane, I suppose you could say, and that is the transgender clinics across the country and what is happening to kids. I happened to hear part of this yesterday. Matt Walsh from Daily Wire, who did the documentary What is a Woman, which is fantastic, um, decided they would look in their own backyard because they're in Tennessee. Hey, what's going on at Vanderbilt? I wonder if there's anything happening there as far as trans stuff. Oh, they they found it out, and now the governor is calling for an investigation of Vanderbilt's pediatric transgender clinic following all this. Because, yeah, they're they're doing the treatments, and they're doing the underage surgeries, too. The girls at 15. But the other thing that was involved in all of this is they went back a couple of years um, and this was video from the Vanderbilt Psychiatry YouTube channel. And they had admitted that they have given hormone drugs to kids as young as 13. But you had a couple of people talking about how much money this would make for Vanderbilt with some of these surgeries. This is fascinating. This is a presentation from like three years ago talking about how much money it could make for the university. Okay? Gosh, dang. Okay. We'll just pick it apart. Cost of how much money we think each patient would bring in, and this is only including top surgery. This doesn't include any bottom surgery. And um, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. Um, so female to male chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000. A patient just on routine hormone treatment, who I'm only seeing a few times a year, can bring in several thousand dollars that requires a lot of visits and labs. It actually makes money for the hospital. Okay, so the top only forty grand, but even these hormone treatments keep coming back. That's that's several thousand dollars. Got it? So this is a big benefit. Okay, and then they get to numbers from other clinics like this. Okay, because if you do the bottom surgeries, I'm not even going to say the names. Yeah, I know. There's a lot more money involved as she goes on. This is. I think this has to be an underestimate. Uh, this is for a vaginoplasty. They're saying they're quoting roughly around $20,000 for a vaginoplasty, but that doesn't include your hospital stay. That doesn't include your post-op visits. That doesn't include um, your anesthesia, your OR. So I would think that this has to be a gross underestimate. I think that's just like the surgeon's uh, piece of it, which anybody who's ever been in a hospital knows that that's like 10% of it. Isn't this crazy? It goes on. Uh, and the female to male bottom surgeries, these are huge money makers. Again, I think this has to be an underestimate that they're quoting around $20,000 for a phalloplasty. There's been different things that I've read that said it could be up to $100,000. Up to hundred grand. And how many times have you heard the stories that there's so many complications with these surgeries? Yeah. Sickening. Well, oh, that, yeah. So, just... so if you drill it all down in like a, like a 10 to 12 second clip, the way she ends this speech to the people. Um, Dr. Lineker, who's our surgeon, says that there's entire clinics where the entire clinic is supported just by their phalloplasties. And that is like a fraction of the surgeries that they're doing. These surgeries are labor intensive. They require a lot of follow-ups. They require a lot of OR time. And they make money. They make money for the hospital. So remember when we used to talk about follow the money with this yeah. too? Why would people want to do this? Why would they want to get behind it? Gender affirming care. 
there's money to be made. Yeah. I mean, and, and here, I mean, it's just it's so sad and disgusting because, you know, you're not talking about upselling someone on larger rims for their truck. You know, you're, you're not <laughs> right. talking about you know, the salesman at Best Buy trying to get somebody to go for the 65-inch TV or get right. the surround sound, the Wi-Fi or the, uh, the, the Bluetooth surround sound system. I mean, this is, this is removing children's genitals. Right. It's sick. Yeah, that was Dr. Shane Siebold Taylor, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. Um, there was another part of this, too. Uh, Dr. Ellen Clayton um, was talking to some of the doctors there at Vanderbilt. You have conscientious objectors to doing this sort of thing, right? Hey, if you're one of those people, get out. Okay, we're here to make the dough. This is what she had to say to the staff. But I just want you to take home that saying that you're not going to do something because of your conscientious, because of your religious beliefs is not without consequences. And, and it should not be without consequences. And I just want to put that out there. We are given enormous, if you don't want to do this kind of work, don't work at Vanderbilt. Wow. Yeah. Holy <laughs> smokes, man. The curtain Which, has by been the way, back is again. not constitutional. No. Well, and, and you don't even have to have deeply held religious beliefs to take a step back and objectively look at this as mangling right. children. Yeah. No. Doing unnecessary surgeries. Yeah, I, what I took from that is she's talking about objectors or and then she just says religious beliefs yeah. like that's the thing that really she can't stand uh, okay again man here's the hope part of it as nuts as that is that i think people are waking up to it now again dude this was 2019 mm -hmm. this was from like three years ago you had no idea this was going on but now we all have an idea which is good. Okay. Saw this. This is making the rounds. We talked about it briefly the other day. David Beckham, soccer all-timer, yeah. yep. waited 13 hours in line to see the Queen's casket, mm -hmm. pay tribute. Just People started asking, what is the longest you ever waited in line for anything? I'm trying to think. Hmm. What comes right to your mind? Anything? The DMV comes to mind. How long would that have been? Over an hour? Yeah. Oh. I was going to say that, or when the the uh, GA concerts I used to go to. The general admission. Yeah, like you get there, lined show. up like two hours beforehand, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the longest you would have waited then? I don't know. That in the DMV. God, I've waited a long time at the freaking DMV, and there was no act. Uh, yeah. hmm. Probably the DMV. Why about you? You know, there might be something else I'm just not thinking of. I think it was to buy concert tickets. Yeah, that too. Because it was assigned seating. Yeah. I think it was Van Halen on the 84 tour. That was four hours in the rain. You stood out there? Yeah. Yeah. It was worth it, though, wasn't it? Looking back on it now, I'm glad I went. Yeah. Yeah. But would I stand in line for four hours for anything today? Some band? Oh, no. Gosh, no. No. No, no, no. no, no, no Ten no. minutes. To, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, what an inconvenience that yeah, is. Yeah, really. Part of it, um, man. Some other stories you got to get to. This teenager murdered because he was 
an extremist Republican? And what's happening next in that story? That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. Oh, no. More than that. They're a threat to our very democracy. Uh That's right. Yeah. Yes. You know that. And we're not glad anyone or anything tear America apart. We're not glada, okay? Got that right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe tone down the rhetoric now, you think? Maybe. I, I mean, this is a weird situation, and I, I wonder what else is lurking out there. What other details are not being shared publicly? But this is in McHenry, North Dakota. 41-year-old dude named Shannon Brandt ran over and killed an 18-year-old named uh, Kaylor Ellingson early Sunday morning. Apparently it was over politics, because Shannon Brandt said the 18-year-old was an, a part of an extremist Republican group. Uh, this happened after a party, again, like something like 2.30 in the morning, where, mm-hmm. uh, as the story goes, uh, Brant started chasing the 18-year-old, uh, at which point the boy called his mom for help, but before she could get there, Brant barreled into him with his car in an alleyway and killed him. And uh, Brant actually, according, according to the local news reports, uh, he called 911 on himself and said, yeah, I did this. Uh, but then he went home, and the cops had to go and get him. And uh, so he's facing charges and uh, is out on bail right now. $50,000 bail. I can't believe it. People are getting so frustrated. Unbelievable. Because we do all have this sense of justice. That's not justice. No. Well, and he, for his part... Uh, the suspect in this case claims that he was being threatened by somebody and then ran over him, but uh, it doesn't. That doesn't seem to make it a whole lot of sense. Again, I don't know what else happened that night, but apparently there had been an argument, and then an eighteen-year-old wound up dead. We well, yeah, definitely want to hear the other details of the story to try to understand why that happened, but it it doesn't sound right. You know, if if you want to try to turn this into something that's comical i can give you something that trump wrote about on his social media platform when it comes to don lemon okay i don't know if you saw it or not no well you know don lemon after (laughs) he just got owned the other night talking about reparations we had that clip a couple times yesterday he got demoted you know to the morning show on cnn right okay so trump not a fan of don lemon uh I keep wanting to say tweeted. He just posted on Truth Social and said, A small step for television, a giant step for mankind. Don Lemon, often called the dumbest man on television, having (laughs) made even LeBron James look smart during their interview two years ago, has been fired from his primetime evening spot on CNN. Extremely low ratings. And will be thrown into their Death Valley morning show. (laughs) I assume this means a big salary cut prior to his complete and total future firing from ratings challenge, to put it mildly, CNN. Good luck, Don. You'll need it. Exclamation mark. All caps. MAGA. Three exclamation marks. But then he wasn't done. 
So they call me a ratings machine. Don Lemon was also a ratings machine. In reverse. <laughs> he killed ratings, ate them alive, and always will. If he interviewed Elvis back from the dead, nobody would watch. Add him to the list of Joe Scarborough and his lovely, soothing bride. <laughs> oh, jeez. They are in the can also, but now can compete against the dumbest man on television. Should help them a lot. God dang. Man. <laughs> the Trumps are still... Pure fire. Yep. Holy smokes, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Sweating. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David and Scott are going to go off on something in about 10 minutes. Yeah, we are. <laughs> that is not any sort of... Well, okay, we got to get to the important stuff here about immigration. There's things on Russia. Okay, do we really care who Pete Davidson is betting now? I guess we do. We'll get to it in 10 minutes. <laughs> I do, yeah. Uh, this border crisis that we have right now. Now, I thought, man, this has really kicked into gear here since Biden took over. Mm-hmm. But it, no, this is new. Yeah, brand new. The border crisis is new, we're being told. Yeah, so the Department of Homeland Security, get this, is looking at sending migrants to the northern border and to places like Los Angeles to ease the overcrowding at the southern border. So White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre Van Dam was asked how that's different from what the governor of Texas is doing on his own, on his own dime, too. Before we get to that, did you say Los Angeles? Yeah. They're bursting at the seams already. Holy cow. Okay, go ahead. Roll it. So let me just say a, a couple of things about what's happening at the border. The DHS put out a report laying out what kind of a migration situation that we're dealing with, which is very new. I mentioned Venezuela. I mentioned Nicaragua. I mentioned Cuba. Nicaragua? What is it with yeah. that? It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be some sort of highfalutin way of pronouncing it, right? It's got to be. It says it all the some time. Ivy League. So this is new. It's, it, it's all new. Yeah. Okay. We have seen an increase of about 121% from since last year of what's going on with these countries that are fleeing communism. So that has gone up. And if you look at North, the North uh, Central America, oh in the God. last three months, we have seen a decrease of about 43%. So we are in a different mm. uh, kind of migration uh, uh, um, uh, component right now. And so we have to deal with where we are. Okay. Go ahead. Floor's yours. Migration component. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I mean, it, basically, she just restates what the question was uh, as right. a means of answering the question, which isn't actually answering the question. Like how the, the actual question from MSNBC was, what is the practical difference between the Biden administration looking at dropping off migrants in the Northeast in like North Dakota and Minnesota versus what the governor of Texas is doing. What's what's the appreciable difference? I mean, even then you could spin it as saying, well, we're coordinating with local partners on the ground, blah, blah, blah. You could go through that whole thing, but I guess she's not quick enough to do that. I, I don't know. Well, no. Uh, 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 um, uh. No. 
The answer is no. Seriously, so I would like one of the reporters, mug? one reporter to stand up and say, listen, mm. why do we even do this? This is a waste of everybody's time. When you come in here, you don't answer questions. You go back to your talking points that you can't remember or memorize, so you have your notebook that you just read from. I mean, you might as well just set up a computer and type your question in, and then you'll get your result. will be, well, more concise. Certainly more clear. And then we can all be on our way because you're not going to answer a friggin' question. Right. This is a waste of time. So frustrating. Okay. Um, <laughs> this was funny, man. I heard this mentioned. Bill Malugin from Fox has been on this border story forever. Yep. Yeah. Apparently the White House is frustrated and annoyed by Bill Malugin. Yeah, he's like the one network TV reporter who's been constantly on the ground reporting on what's going on, putting drones in the air and all that. The FAA tried to shut him down. I'm sure it was because of, well, airspace safety. Hmm. Right. Couldn't possibly I remember be because... that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Politico had the report in their uh, playbook. Uh, there's a tall Fox News reporter in his mid 30s with slicked back hair and an air of combative indignation who is getting under the skin of some people in Joe Biden's administration. And it's not Peter Ducey. In recent days, several current and former White House and administration officials expressed their increasing frustration with his on-air coverage, arguing that there is an alarmist quality to it. There is! There should yeah. be! Yes, there is. But yeah. it's designed to feed political narratives rather than illuminate the actual issues feeding the migrant flow. Get this. This is hilarious. I love this. The Biden team has complained about the lack of nuance in the network's coverage of the topic, which focuses more on the number of migrants rather than explaining the root causes. Uh, no! Yeah. No! Yes. no! Yes! Explaining the root causes? Yeah. That's right. Has anyone ever... I mean, we already know what they are, but that was the whole talking point of root causes. Yeah. Did Kamala ever explain the root causes? No. She went searching for them. Yeah. She, she apparently never found them, except the Biden administration has already found the root causes, at least when it comes to Venezuelans. They're, they're fleeing communism. Yep. So, okay, box checked there. We know the root causes. Now, what the hell are you going to do about it? Right. Unbelievable, man. It's so frustrating. It was frustrating when she was talking all that nonsense before. What we must do... Oh. To address the root causes of migration. Do we need to, to go through this again? The root causes. The issue of root causes is not going to be solved in one trip. To address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. To feel the effects of those root causes on our shores. And the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges that people are facing in countries like Guatemala. Which is why I was there. We have to address the root causes. Okay. We got to get these people out of there, man. We're not going to have a country left by the time they're done in so many different ways. It could be so different. I heard this. I'm going to make this short. I promise you. I heard someone talking about the most important election of our lifetime, and we roll our eyes, right? Mm -hmm. Because you hear it every time. And I was thinking to myself, well, they certainly said that about the 2020 election. And you know what? They were right. Because if Biden didn't win, think about how different things would be. We would still be energy independent. We wouldn't have the crisis 
at the border, our recovery from COVID would be so much better. Our economy would be in such better shape. Okay. Um, our military wouldn't be wussified by all of the CRT and pronoun nonsense. We would be in such better shape in so many different ways. So that one was important. So I'm probably believing, yeah, this one is that important too. Because if we don't stop the nonsense that's going on in the country, we're not going to have one. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Now, okay. it sounds like hyperbole all the time. It but, does. But the this midterm is going to be big. But think about everything that's happened since the last election. Mm-hmm. We're going down the crapper, and I mean fast. It's awful. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> that's our vice president. God. That person's vice president. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where's the Tylenol? Hey, Tucker had this on last night. I did not realize there was a group. You're talking about so many things going wrong. Gays against groomers. Yeah, yeah, I saw that guy or woman. Yeah, they was a woman. Yeah, they started a few months ago uh, getting together to try to speak out against, and they're all gay, and they've got a couple of trans members of their group as well uh, to try to push back against this narrative that. You know, the freak show element of the LGBTQ community does not actually represent those who are gay and lesbian and bisexual. And in a lot of cases, uh, even transgender. I mean, that that dude in Ontario with the with the huge prosthetic breasts, like, I mean, comically huge. Yes. Does not represent even your average trans person. And it's yes, offensive. Yes, we talked about it before where you have this infighting going on. You yeah. just don't hear about it very often. Right. So Gays Against Groomers came out, and initially they actually got shut down by Twitter because groomer, calling people groomers who were engaged in grooming activity with kids, apparently was hateful and insensitive. And so then I think temporarily they changed their handle to Gays Against Broomers. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) But, But anyway, yeah, they've been locked out now of their PayPal account. Yes, Venmo. And was talking with Tucker about it last night. It's wild, man. We're not sure what in the agreement we violated. There was no really detailed message to that, just the notification that we have been banned. Um, And, yeah, I mean, we're just an organization that is comprised completely of gay people. We even have a few trans people within our organization um, just trying to fight this evil that is happening in, uh, in the name of LGBTQIA, you know, the whole alphabet mafia now um alphabet mafia yeah wow okay and we're just trying to stand up against it uh and and we're being punished for that they're defending pedophiles and child predators and the entire ideology that is uh transitioning children and mutilating their bodies and using them as sex objects um that's that's the position that's that's the side that they want to stand with so, you know, we're happy to have enemies like this, but it's just really sad. And, it, you know, they, they say that they took our account down for uh, discriminatory behavior. What? But I, I think that that's exactly what they did to us. I mean, no other LGBT organization would ever be banned from their platform as if they fell in line with this, you know, agenda. Uh, but we don't, and we're not scared by this. We're not intimidated. We're not going to stop. It only makes us stronger. So why do you think they got locked up? What is it really about? Because the Alphabet Mafia has a ton of power and a ton of sway. Especially... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, anything to do with big tech or Silicon Valley, they, you know, 
they can control a lot. Yep. And there's a lot of money to be made mm-hmm. with all the trans stuff. Well, yeah. We knew it before. We really know it now. Wow. Okay, let's get to the breaking news. Something that's really bugging you guys. What is it? Well, I, I, I don't know how breaking this is, but, you know, okay. you've got uh, Pete Davidson, the guy who is just apparently a world-class middle reliever for smoking hot ladies in Hollywood. Uh, yes. Well, he, he was photographed with a arm around Kaylee Cuoco, the lady from uh, Big oh. Bang Theory. Yes. Now, apparently... This drives you crazy, Scott. Apparently they're not they 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 are starring together in a television show or in like mm-hmm. a peacock series whatever the streaming thing. Yeah. Uh and so she's still actually dating somebody else. But man, you can see him getting those hooks in. So you thought early on the report was they were dating but not really. Yeah. At least not yet. Not yet. But if they were it would drive you crazy, Scott. Well, it's okay, listen. <laughs> You know, you understand when you see, like, Pitt or Clooney or those guys bouncing around. He's funny, Scott. You know, you understand? I know he's funny. That's what they say, not me. You know how this works. We've been over this. Maybe that's why he's a middle reliever, right? It's usually some woman that's had her heart broke, and then he's there for a while. That's why we call him the middle reliever. He's never there at the end. He's not the closer. He gets several months to run back kickoffs, man. (laughs) Before they boot him. Yes. He just goes on to somebody else. Yes, but at some point that runs out, and all you have left are the memories and the stories. That's it. It doesn't work out in the end. Well, I'm I'm not going to feel sorry for this guy. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but you don't have to go. That's crazy. What? She's with him? it's, It's... He's so funny. Let me take my clothes off. (laughs) 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 Okay. I suppose there's other important things going on in the world, like Putin threatening uh, nukes again. That much more coming up. show jamie martin david van camp scott robbins so the poot's up to it again huh putin nukes watch out could be coming your way yeah he said he's not bluffing not at all isn't he calling like his own bluff now yeah pretty much at this point so he he gave a speech yesterday a national address where he called uh army reservists into action they're talking about a draft again and uh, while well, that has led to a mass migration out of Russia, they, they, have, do you know the flights uh, are sold out? Yeah, you do you know the out. flight aware thing where you can track flights and all that stuff? People are posting videos of the sheer number of planes leaving Russia, and it is pretty impressive. Uh, there are also long lines at the borders uh, trying to get out of Russia because no one wants to get drafted into this into this war. But wow. he, he did say, you know, hey, hey you know, we, we might use nukes here. This is not a bluff. Okay. So does that give you pause? Say, Scott. Well, hell yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. So you think he I mean, can we do talked it. about this. You back this nut into a corner, and, you know, if he's desperate, 
then you know yeah. all bets are off, right? I I, I think. Honestly, again, I, I do believe, and I've said this months ago, I think if he were really going to try to push the button, I think there would be people even in his inner circle who would say no. I mean, you, you think you think the Capitol riot was an insurrection? I think it would be on within Russia. Because if if he does deploy a nuclear weapon, that is world war, and, and Russia will be decimated, not with these stupid sanctions, but with actual bombs. That could be, man. Golly. You, with the whole thing, man, you just don't know what to believe. And you've brought this up several times, David. Yeah. As far as, well, Ukraine. We know how corrupt it is. You know, what exactly is going on with the entire situation? We don't know. Except that, <laughs> talking about reserves, you got people getting out of Russia fast. Yeah. Then you're talking about a draft. So that, at least, I believe that it shows that they are in a desperate situation. I think that is probably true. I mean, have you seen the sheer number of rich people and uh, members of the sort of the outer edge of the inner circle of Putin who have died under mysterious circumstances? Yep. It keeps happening. There was another one, what, within the last couple of weeks yeah. that accidentally fell out a window again. Yeah, yeah crazy. Another guy tripped How many and hit his people head. can fall out of windows in one country? Well, wouldn't everybody just move to the first floor? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you got to you got to remember they they uh, they pave their streets with I don't know bullets. So you fall out of that one story building, you might survive the fall, but you're going to have a bunch of bullets. Yeah, in the back. that's I suppose that's true. weird how that works. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, just saw this stat because they're always projecting what America is going to be like in the future, right? And it's the American Christian population will be below 50% by 2070. And I hear that, Mike, and in some ways it's not a surprise. Because when you hear someone make the argument that wokeism is a religion, it has all the tenets. Oh, yeah. It, it does make sense. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Is it Putin? Is it something else? Uh, Putin's a big one, although, again, I don't know how much of it is real, how much of it is uh, saber-rattling and all of that. Uh, biggest story of the day to me is still that the White House is apparently not interested at all in talking to governors of border states when it comes to the immigration crisis. They've just decided, no, we're going to play stompy foot because they know they got owned. That's the At the end of the day, that's what it is. They know that they are getting windmill dunked on left and right by these people uh and so they they're just trying to cast the narrative as uh the governors are being unreasonable well not only that they want people to keep coming in yeah that's what they want sorry got a news update and then scott robin yes your top three of the day the trifecta coming up next right here Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, Millennial, <laughs> the sexy boomer Scott Robbins, mm-hmm. who has his top three stories of the day, the trifecta, coming up in just a few. Yeah. 
Uh, news update, David Van Camp. Yeah, I think this is really funny. You talked about this uh, earlier on in the show. Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire uh, did some looking into uh, Vanderbilt University and their medical program in the hospital um, yeah. and uncovered a uh, lot of video of people talking about so-called gender-affirming care for children, for minors. Uh, yep. Talking about how profitable it was. And if you had a problem with giving healthy young girls double mastectomies or castrating healthy young men for this insane gender ideology, then you need to just get out of Vanderbilt. Got no yes. room for you here. So there's this nut job uh, left-wing uh, gender-affirming care specialist named Leah Torres, who is going on quite the rant on Twitter oh. right now in, in response to this, saying, Matt Walsh is getting people killed! <laughs> God, here we go. Uh, and also, by the way, lopping off the breast of a healthy young girl is apparently no different than getting your tonsils remo- removed. So this is part of uh, this, I mean, just completely insane uh, rant. Uh, this rhetoric of Matt Walsh is dangerous. Anyone undergoing a surgical procedure is drugged and mutilated, if you want to color it that way. Think of all the tonsil surgeries drugged and mutilated children he is insisting his audience be outraged at an invented thing but he's got the receipts hold on on, man you're talking about kids yeah there are so many kids that later on grow up to say oh my gosh i wish i never would have done this and now i can't reverse it right i mean who goes around saying you know what the tonsillitis thing killed me (laughs) Are you joking? That's your comparison? <laughs> right. Uh, and then if you have a problem with them seeking to ramp up their so-called gender-affirming care for kids, you got a problem with that. Well, your problem really is with capitalism. See, it's capitalism's fault that we have to do this to children. Uh, she writes, all surgeries equal financial gain. All surgeries equal mutilation. I could paint a horrific picture of a C-section if I wanted to, for example. Which to me, again, lousy comparison. And I just say that because my daughter, who's almost three years old now, uh, was born via an emergency C-section. That was actually an emergency. She wasn't breathing. Her heart wasn't beating. And the doctors had to take her into, take my wife into an operating room to get my daughter out so that they could save her freaking life. That is not the same (laughs) as 16 years down the road, some freak like this telling my daughter that she's got to chop off her breasts. Right. And then telling you as the parent, if you don't do this, quote, gender-affirming care, they're going to kill themselves. Right. No, that's a joke. By the way, how is Matt Walsh killing people? I don't understand it. How is that? Oh, By doing the story. Right, because he's exposing that people are, well, embracing the idea of castrating children. Mm-hmm. No, I think parents want to know this. And they want to know that actually administrators at hospitals and doctors talk about how profitable it is. Yeah. yeah. And that if you make a fake penis, it's going to be a hundred grand in the end because there's all this follow-up. And you've heard the awful stories from people that have had to try to do this. I think it suffice to say, at least from the reports I've heard or read, it doesn't work very well. No. We'll just leave it at that. Okay.
You ready for your big three of the day? Yeah, let's roll, man. Okay, let's do it. Let's roll on. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. (laughs) I'm Casey. Hey, you didn't even ask for it. He's already here. I think he heard you singing. And that so you better him. jump in, huh? That's what I thought. Mm. This is the trifecta. The Scott Robbins top three stories of the day and always helped. And I think you know this by his hero. I'm ready. Of course yes, you are. Three. Yes. Yeah. 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 professional there. Casey Carrying Kasem. Always ready. Very, very close. Yes, we are. Uh, n- number three, uh, Texas Democratic candidate for governor Beto O'Rourke, that idiot, is probably going to be a loser yet again. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, what, what does he do next? He's really getting trounced uh, 47% to 38% in the latest polling that was done by the Dallas Morning News. The University of Texas shows that despite the fact Beto is uh, is uh, raising hell wherever he goes and jumping up and down, screaming, yelling like his head's on fire, it's not connecting with voters, and uh, he's getting smoked. Also outspent like crazy, by the way. Greg Abbott's got a big war chest, and he's using it. Do you see a lot of ads, by the way, David? Uh, yeah, a few. Yeah, for Beto or for uh, Abbott or both for Abbott, but I, I don't watch network TV that much, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I've seen a few uh, of him. It's a I don't think it's an Abbott ad. I think it's a, a political action committee ad where it quotes Beto O'Rourke talking about defunding the police and supporting Black Lives Matter as they were terrorizing the nation in 2020. Well, he's also uh, as far as yeah. like the current temperature, saying we don't. We don't want parents telling teachers what to teach. Right. <laughs> well, not exactly and, and, resonating. And also, which has been the case for months, Abbott is uh, handling the immigration Texas-Mexico border. By the way, 52% to 39% approve of the way he's handling it. Well, he had that. Remember, a long time ago, it was, yeah, we're going to take your guns. And then it was, hey, we just want the Second Amendment. It was like the ping pong. And then he was back on the gun grab, wasn't yeah. he? Hell yes. We're going to take your AR-15. I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. Not only should no one be able to purchase an AR-15 or an AR-47, um, but I don't think that the people who have them right now in civilian use should be able to keep them. <laughs> we're like a week away from Beto doing the Hail Mary and saying, okay, okay, we're... Because uh, he's basically just campaigning on abortion and guns at this point. I, I think right. he's going to find a middle ground and say, all right, we're going we're gonna to just arm fetuses so it's a fair fight. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and we are in every Number one very soon. Two. Number two. Scientists are estimating the number of ants because apparently there are no more lands to conquer in science. Holy smokes. Yeah, they're saying this year in particular, they say there's been an influx of ants into the U.S. 2.5 million ants for every human. That's on Earth, by the way. So ants are everywhere. And they're saying the dry, the overly dry weather has caused a uh, huge influx of ants now. And some of the border states, for instance, uh, you know, Texas, California, Arizona, things like that, they're seeing a a huge influx in the number of ants. Uh, Greg Abbott said he will be sending ants to Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Gotcha. Been sitting on that all now, day. Now on with the countdown. Yeah. And it really kind of wow. didn't go over very well either. By the way, wow, my studio audience let me down. <laughs> hey man, it has to be earned. I got nothing on that. It's got to be earned, man. Nothing. 
I thought that Greg Abbott sending ants to Martha's Vineyard would be a knee slapper. I kept thinking the whole way, really, this is one of the biggest stories of the day, according to you? And I'm I like, okay, it what's the, okay, it's yeah, all right. a setup for right. this. It is. Sorry. Okay, now I get it. Should have left it out. I had more. <laughs> could, could have added more. I just thought, that's a winner. I'm going with Radio it. plays them, record stores sell them, <laughs> billboard ranks them, and Scott counts them down. Thank you. Gosh dang it. One. Number, number one. <laughs> NBA player Kyrie Irving uh, goes after the Vax mandate again. Yeah, he does. Uh, you know, Eric Adams, by the way, if you're a teacher in school, you still got to get them, right? You got to get the Vax mandates. They've let, what, 90,000 or so go? Unbelievable. Uh, oh, yeah. it was 90,000. Uh, nine, almost 1,000, yeah. I, that's what I meant, David. Thank you very much. This whole bit's falling apart in my hands right now. Uh, I know it is. Kyrie said, if I can work and be unvaccinated, then all my brothers and sisters who are also unvaccinated should be able to do the same without being discriminated against, vilified, or fired. This enforced vaccine pandemic is one of the biggest violations of all, quotes, human rights in history. He's saying, look, man, I get to work. Other people get to work. Everybody should be able to work. He goes, I'm not against vaccines. Hey, get a vaccine. You want a vaccine? Get a vaccine. I'm not against them. I'm just not for me. And it shouldn't be forced on anyone else. Well, and for a while, he couldn't work. Right. He couldn't play home games. Yeah. Which is unbelievable, too. You know, and... Stephen A. Smith called him stupid, by the way. Well, yes. Well, I mean, remember, a guy like Stephen A. Smith is supposed to be looking out for guys like Kyrie Irving. At least that's what we're told. Right. But, oh, no, now when it comes to this, you didn't want to get off script with ESPN. No, you need to be vaxxed. You're letting down your teammates. Didn't Kyrie say at the time, hey, this is bigger than basketball? Right, that's what he said, yeah. And he was willing to take the, the hit. I mean, he did take the hit. Yes. And sports media, that's all about the individual's rights. What we're told, were like sheep. Oh, no, he needs to be vaxxed. Well, I'm just so, wondering. I mean, I don't agree with everything Kyrie Irving says. But was on his side with this deal, for sure. Because I talked to you about this earlier, and we know people, you and I personally, who got whacked because they wouldn't get the vaccine. They yes. Got, they got whacked. And I start to think to myself, as time goes on and the evolution is revealed and the curtain is pulled back, is there going to be enough for them to go, hey, you, I got fired for this. You owe me back pay and my job back. You know, whenever we get I, into I mean, and I know what that's is against deep the, in the law weed stuff, and lawsuits, but, I don't know, but it certainly seems like there should be a case. You know, it does to me, too, because people sat, gave, I mean, everybody lost their business because of the, of, the, of the mandates, and they had to shut it down. They couldn't open it up. I mean, seriously, is, isn't there some liability there? Your government did this to you. Especially once you knew that it right. doesn't stop the spread and it doesn't stop you from getting you it. You just and we're continued still mandating on with it. this. Yeah. Yes. And there you have it. There you go. Right. Trifecta, Scott Robbins. Hey, Same you know there's a big ant infusion coming to... Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's not even impressed by any of this, is he? All right. Okay. Uh, I, yes, that's the trifecta. I was going to say, good job, man. No, except you can't. <laughs> right? I will, yes. You don't like good to lie. You don't know. All right. All right. Got a news update to get to. And Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Thank you. Show. 
That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I've already gotten a couple of messages. What are you talking about? The state attorney general of New York going after Donald Trump. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get that. You, you Trump tards. Right. Yeah, defending yeah, yeah. the orange Jesus. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's it's because Letitia James, the attorney general of uh, of of the state of New York, that's has, a joke. Has filed a you know is going after uh, Donald Trump for like tax evasion things like this. This is a woman who literally campaigned on the idea of finding something to go after Trump. That's yes. it. So who cares? I mean, I've seen the story in a couple of different places, and I'm like, okay, there's another one. You know, so what? Where is this going to go? Along with the rest? Right. I mean, are the walls closing in now on Trump? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Yeah, now, yeah, that that's it. This is going to be the time that the walls are closing in because Letitia James uh, is going after him for overvaluing. Like, the whole, the whole crux of it is that <clears throat> he overvalued properties that he bought. I'm sure no one ever right. does that. No, not at all. So, uh, yeah, and, and when, when you look at a state attorney general who, again, literally campaigned on the idea of make me attorney general and I will prosecute Trump for something. Yes. Well, that's Banana Republic kind of stuff, first and foremost. So, if anything, I mean, the, the outrage should be directed towards a state official whose sole purpose right now during a crime wave in the state of right. New York is to go after a former president for no reason. Well, remember when we were betting on whether or not Andrew Cuomo would survive as the governor of New York? Yeah. And I bet on him being out. It was because of her. Yeah. Well, Because you knew she was going to win that battle. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't, again, about the nursing home scandal with Cuomo. It was, what, the sexual harassment yeah. thing. Yeah. And... Here's the thing with, with with that. All those charges went away after he left yeah. office. So, yeah, this is a woman who's not afraid to use her political uh, position or her, I should say, her elected position to right. take political shots at people. Yes. I think she's got some very deep-seated problems. <laughs> she does. Yeah. When you look at her and when you see the mind, the mind is, is weak. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Some of those classic Trump clips are just the best. All right, we got to get the Nimrods in the news. Roll it out. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start, oh, why not, Florida. Uh... Family there, a couple of parents, two adult kids in their 20s, ordered Chinese takeout. But none of it was marked, and that upset the father. So, according to the police, the son ate the father's food unknowingly, and the situation went downhill fast. Mm. Okay, the father and the daughter flew into a rage, and the daughter repeatedly punched her brother in the face. He's eating dad's food! Damn. So then the father joined in. Put his son into a chokehold. Golly. Wow. Mother wasn't able to get them to cool off, so she called 911. So the dad and daughter were arrested for misdemeanor battery. Father also charged with domestic battery by strangulation. That's a felony. Son was battered and bruised, but he's going to be okay. Mom wasn't hurt. Jeez. Yeah, man. 
man. You don't eat Dad's Chinese takeout now. He ordered fried rice. Wow. Damn you. Okay. Next, um, 16-year-old kid in Canada facing charges. He carjacked somebody in Toronto. You know where at? On a certain street. Sesame Street. Oh. Yes. If you tell me he was dressed like Big Bird, I'm walking out no, of here. No, <laughs> we were wondering. Okay. Oscar the Grouch, no. Yeah. yeah. He and another guy walked up to a car with masks on, pulled a knife, told the driver to hand over the keys. There were three people in the car, and it sounds like two female passengers may have been in on it. It's kind of a crazy story. Cops tracked down the 16-year-old. He's facing charges for armed robbery and possession of stolen property. They're still trying to find the other guy and uh, two passengers. So there you go. Wow. What were you going to say about the takeout, the Chinese takeout, David? Go ahead. Oh, nothing. I, I'm not going to. I'm going to get. Would the show be in jeopardy if Maybe. you actually said it? Why do you keep calling it the China virus? I, it, would, it would be bad. <laughs> yeah, always wonder, should I say it or not? That's Nimrod's <laughs> The News. This is the Mark Levain Camp and Robin Show.